0: Praise God, everyone. Frank Mickens is here with you yet again, and it is my privilege to be with you for another edition of Faith Fire Media. I am humbled and sober about how the Lord is speaking in this hour. And I shared last week, as we discussed this topic that we're going to dig into again today, that it's been several months the Lord has had me wait before I dig into this. But we're going to have part two of why the pandemic? Why? why did God allow the pandemic? Why did God bring the pandemic? By allowing it, he brought it because he's sovereign. It all happens because it's his will. We're going to dig into why the pandemic part two right after this. Well, hello to you. Here we are in the month of March 2022. And I don't know about you, but it seems like 2022 just started, but we're already in March. We're creeping up into spring. God is up to something at all times. But let's, let's talk a little bit about what God has been up to with the pandemic. So last week, or the last time I was with you, because we took a week off, we discussed this question, why the pandemic part one? And that's when I described to you what the Lord was showing me and had shown me in a dream, dying churches. He was allowing churches to die, not all of them, but some of them, those that were exhibiting certain traits and they were incapable of turning, repenting and turning around. He had let those things die. This is from the story of the fig tree when the Lord Jesus cursed a fig tree. He knew the history of that fig tree. He knew the story of that fig tree. He knew it would never bear fruit, so he went ahead and cursed it, and it died. And it wasn't just because he was hungry at that moment. He had been hungry for some time and had not been able to receive from that fig tree, and he did the same thing in some churches. But also in that dream, he talked about how some people, as a result of the pandemic in the body of Christ, have been paralyzed They don't know what to do, and that's not the Lord's will. But he's allowed some things to remain, and I didn't, I don't believe, emphasize this enough. He wants us to strengthen what remains. So he's shaking all things so that that which is unshakable remains, and we are supposed to strengthen those things that remain. And last week we talked about some of these attributes of the church that the Lord was not— Please with and please go back to that first episode entitled "Why the Pandemic part one, if you want to dig into that, but we do need to strengthen that which remains and we were talking about in part one what God is doing in the churches, in the body of Christ, in the church, uh, the structure of the church. but this week we're going to talk about what God is doing in his people, in, in believers. glory to God. And so I want to turn I want you to turn with me to Daniel 3 and verse 27. Daniel 3 and verse 27. And I'm going to give you the backstory of this as well. So it was March of 2020. So you might recall in China, the outbreak started at the end of 2019 into January of 2020, but it didn't reach the Western world until uh, February, March of 2020. So this was when the pandemic had just really started garnering attention And we were right in the beginning of the first uh, shutdown. And so the Lord was speaking to my wife, in fact, and showed her the same thing over and over again. We counted five times that the Lord turned her attention to a time on the clock, 3.27. And at least on one occasion, I could look at my notes, he awakened her at 3.27 in the morning. And he woke her up on March 27th at 3.27 in the morning. And then she saw 3.27 again in the afternoon. And there had been three previous times prior to March 27th that we saw 3.27. So then add the date to all the times we saw it on a clock, March 27th, the third month, 27th day. What is the Lord saying? And the Lord took me to Daniel 3.27 And I just want to read this one verse to you, and then we're going to dig into the word of the Lord. And it says here in verse 27 of Daniel 3, And the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. Glory to God. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. So this is the encouragement to you. If you survived, which you have because you're listening to me or watching me right now. If you are a survivor of the pandemic, the Bible's recording God's will for you is that there is no remnant of the pandemic in your life. That the fire that burned in the earth will leave no evidence in your life in the natural beyond what god has done in you to reform you okay that means that this world the effect on this world is not supposed to impact you yes you were supposed to change internally and we're going to talk about that in a second But you're not supposed to have soot and ashes on you. You're not supposed to be dirty and defiled. In fact, you are supposed to be cleansed through this pandemic season. Glory to God. And listen, we're entering year three of this thing, 2020, 2021, and now 2022. And the Lord is still not done. Yes, we're seeing things loosen up, but we need to get the word of the Lord, the heart of the Lord. Why? Why, God? Why? So in this story, of course, we're talking about the what people would call in their story time with, with the little kids, the three Hebrew boys had been put into this fiery furnace. But here in verse 27, we're talking about the impact of their stand on the faith and the word of God. This is where the satraps, the administrators, the governors and the king's counselors gathered together and they saw what? These men on whose bodies the fire had no power. There is a witness associated with you standing in the fire. Now, I'm not saying we're standing in the fire with pride. We're seeing a lot of that. We're supposed to be getting humbled, feeding off of the bread of life, living out of the hand of God. We're not supposed to be seeing ourselves as better than anyone else that's not what this is about we're not supposed to be emerging from the fire screaming and yelling about how right we are and how everyone else has got it wrong and how you know no we're supposed to be having a meek and quiet spirit which pleases the lord said paul when he wrote about a woman who would win over her husband with her behavior not her words glory to god and that is what pleases the lord that the bride of christ would have a meek and quiet spirit as we behave before people. Glory to Jesus. So the smell of the fire was not even on them. So what is he doing in believers? What is he doing? He's allowed an external force to put us in an uncomfortable position so that we might come out of it changed. Why? For a witness to the world. Glory to God. So let's talk about what's happening in us that is to witness to the world. Well, let's go farther back in Daniel 3. The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury in verse 19, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So suddenly the world system is seeing believers in a different light. And the world system, as you've noticed, is turning against faith, turning against Christianity, specifically turning against the name and the expression of the name of Jesus Christ, and so, in the eyes of the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of darkness, the systems of this world, believers are in a fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar represents the kingdom of this world, and so does Babylon. So then he spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Why were they in this position? Because Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said to the king, we have no need to answer you in this matter in verse 16. And then in verse 17, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace and he will not deliver us. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. They had refused to worship the idol of that world. They had refused to worship the idol of that word. Listen, I want you to grab your Bible if you haven't already. We're going to dig into this. And I want you to pause this thing. If you're watching us on YouTube, we praise God for you. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we praise God for you. I want you to pause this thing and get your Bible. We're going to dig into Daniel 3 today. So verses 16, 17, and 18. We're seeing where these three young men who had been in the favor of the world system, they had been put in prominent position to be counselors, to be um, administrators in the world system, despite the fact that they were Hebrews and believed in the in the Lord God. In, in the existing one, they still had been put in a position in the world system to be influential. And then all of a sudden, because they refused to bow to the world's idolatry, they were seen differently by the world, by the kingdom of the world, by the kingdom of darkness, by the rulers of the darkness of this world. The spirits that influence how this world operates began to turn really hard against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So what are you saying, Frank? Before the pandemic, we were seeing tremors of this, that the world system is moving farther and farther away from, from faith. Now, listen, the world system has never been built on all faith, okay? There's always been perversion. There's always been some mixture. But there is this move in the kingdom of darkness to what? Take over the minds of people in ways that we have not seen in this conventional time, in our era, contemporary time. So I want to encourage you that if you're a believer, that you are seeing correctly, but I don't want you to get frustrated, I don't want you to get angry if you've been noticing that faith and the ways and, and the thoughts of God are not being properly positioned in the decisions of our, of our nation and our world. And that's fine because Jesus saw it coming. Just read Matthew 25. But beyond that, living for God was not enough. There had to be a test. There had to be a trial. And that was the purpose of the pandemic. One purpose. There are myriad reasons beyond numbers we can even calculate for why the pandemic happened, right? Trillions times trillions and trillions of different reasons. But this is the reason the Lord wants me to teach to you right now. And so we are in an era where the Lord is, is calling the believer to a deeper relationship with Jesus. And we're going to see it right here. So let's go back to where the fiery furnace is being heated up 7 times hotter verse 20 in Daniel Daniel 3. And Nebuchadnezzar commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. That's what's happening in the world system. The world system is trying to make us in put us in bondage and then cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. So here they are in the burning, fiery furnace. And you might be familiar with this, but I want us to read this. Verse 21. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and other garments, and they were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Listen to this. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent. I mean, this was something they were like, do it now. Go against those who won't bow. Glory to God. The furnace was exceedingly hot. The flame of fire killed the men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So there is some solace here that those who are are desperately wicked and won't turn shall perish and have been perishing in COVID-19. Now, I don't know who they are. I'm not giving any names. But there are people who have been eating consequences of their opposition to the ways of the Lord during the, the pandemic. Okay. Now, keep going. In verse 23, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Did you know and have you noticed that you've been on your knees more during this season? If you haven't, I want to encourage you to make more time and space to bow before the Lord. They were forced into this furnace on their knees, and we should be on our knees. We should have been going through this two and a half years on our knees, seeking God, being forced down in humility in the middle of a trial. What is a trial? Something you can't change, something that when you think you've got it figured out, it's not changing. Listen, we could have argued over masks and vaccines till the cows came home, but the pandemic remained. There was nothing we could do to stop the pandemic. You can blame Biden. You can blame blame Trump. You can blame China. You can blame whoever you want. But God wanted this pandemic to be here and he is getting his glory out of it. And he's going to make us more like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego than we thought possible. They entered on their knees. Glory to God. Then in verse 24, King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. Why? He rose in haste, why, and spoke, why, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, true, O king, we cast three guys in. Verse 25, look, he says, the world system's going to look on you. I see four men loose, not bound. God, they went in bound and in the fire, they got set free. That was the purpose of the pandemic. Not just to have a faith in Christ and refuse to bow to the idols, but to go into the pandemic and get set free from some things like religion, like politics, glory to God, like some traditions of men that we've adopted as things of faith, like our worship of the American flag and the Constitution. It is an idol. Listen to me. That stuff is idolatry. It's not giving glory to God. It's giving glory to man's wisdom and man's structure. And the founding fathers, as wonderful as they are, were not Jesus Christ. They did not write holy writ. It was not the Bible, the Constitution. Man made, and it's not perfect. It's pretty darn good, but it ain't holy. And we've been worshiping it too long. And all of these freedoms that we say we have, they are not God. They are not God. You don't have free speech in the kingdom. You are a living sacrifice. Your mouth belongs to Jesus. And so we've been perverting some of this stuff. And God was dealing with us individually on this. And some of us still haven't relented. And I encourage you to seek the Lord about some things in your life that are standing in the way of his full-fledged operation in your life, of having full control in your life. You are supposed to be entering the pandemic on your knees. Why? Listening, hearing. You can't change the furnace, but you can ask God to stand with you in the furnace, talk to you in the furnace, touch you in the furnace, get you through it. In what? Closeness and intimacy. Glory to God. In the furnace, intimacy is huge. Glory to Jesus. He says, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Bound, they were cast into the fire. And they answered and said to the king, True, O king. Then he said, Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. What are they doing? Walking. In the fire. Listen, you weren't supposed to be paralyzed. We talked about that in the first edition of this this series of, ask you the question, why the pandemic? People are paralyzed. Some have been paralyzed. Why? Because we've been putting our faith in the wrong things. And so when those things were gone, we didn't know what to do. It should have all been about Jesus. All about Jesus. All about Jesus. That's why I wear a shirt that says, just Jesus. That's why we design and sell shirts that say, just Jesus. Not to make money because it's the it's the word of the Lord. Just Jesus. Let no other foundation be laid but that which has been laid, Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. He is proof. Imminent. He is supreme. Everything is for him, to him, and through him. Amen, somebody. And we haven't been living like that. At least I haven't seen it in America as being the culture of Christianity, but he's building that culture in his bride. I've been telling folks since two years ago, God has been very concerned and continues to be concerned for the soul condition of the body of Christ. Are we walking in the light Are we eating the bread of life? Are we as incense before the Lord, as a sweet-smelling aroma on a daily basis? Are we praying for one another and making supplication? Are we honoring the government authorities? Are we humble? Are we seeking truth and not rejoicing in iniquity? These are the things the Lord has been dealing with in this hour. And he wants us to be standing with him in the fire, walking with him. With him. Walking with him. Think about it. They're in a fiery furnace and they're walking around the furnace. They couldn't get out. So they're just walking around the furnace. They're literally just taking a stroll through the furnace, going back and forth, round and around, up and down, can't get out. You might feel like that's confusion, but no, that's the Lord keeping you in a tight spot. Why? Because in the wilderness is where you realize that it's all about Christ. When you're in a position that you can't change and you've got to call on his name, that's why 400 years of slavery was allowed for the Israelites. The Hebrews had to begin to understand that because they had lost the altar, they had lost the ability to worship like Jacob, Isaac and Abraham, building altars into the Lord. They could not worship the Lord and had to cry out to God. He created a furnace. And then they learned again to worship. He instituted worship and that's what he's doing in his believers he's instituting true worship that we might worship him in spirit and in truth i'm so excited because i'm seeing it happening in the spirit and in the natural and then in verse 26 nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke saying listen to this shadrach meshach and abednego servants of the most high god come out and come here and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. And that's when we get to verse 27. And the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of the fire was not on them. I wanna concentrate on on their hair. The hair on their head was not singed. Your hair represents your glory. Did you know God gives you glory? You reflect the glory of God, he gives you glory. And so the identity of who you are in Christ is not affected by the pandemic. In fact, it's preserved and it becomes now a witness. People are going to see the glory of God in your life. Your glory has not been reduced. In fact, your glory is being enhanced by the fire. He wants you to know who you are, that you are a friend of Jesus. Walking in a fiery furnace with Jesus, you got to be a friend of Jesus Christ. You are a friend of God. You are close to him, intimate with him, even when you don't recognize it. But he wants you to recognize who he is. He wants you to know he's with you. He wants you to put your ear to his heart he wants you to know his voice so that another voice you would not follow and he wants the world system to speak and say blessed is the most high God he says they are servants of the most high God he went from asking people to build a statue of himself Nebuchadnezzar did to claiming and proclaiming that God is the most high God he shifted. This is the revival we've been praying for. Did you see it? We've been praying for revival. God needed to get his believers set free from tradition and religion so that we can witness. And the world system has to recognize it. Now listen to what he goes on to say. Nebuchadnezzar verse 28 says, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel, Jesus Christ, and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word, God, not serving, and they have not yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree. Listen to this that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made an ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. And then it says, the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Marketplace ministry is about to take off. It's taking off now. I'm prophesying it into your hearing. God wanted believers to get set free from tradition, religion, politics, idolatry, all manner of bad habits. And seek his face continually to be as Jacob seeking his face as it says in Psalm 24 to be those that have clean hands and a pure heart to ascend to the hill of the Lord like Moses and to stand in his holy place. He wanted us to be like that. Why? So people can see our glory, see that we've been set free, see that he is the most high God. They're, they're not supposed to see us. They're supposed to see him. And then we get promoted in the marketplace. We get promoted in the world with more influence, more voice. This is the revival. But in In between there, Nebuchadnezzar represents people in the world system who are going to recognize what God has done in your life, preserved you, giving you peace. You still have joy. You still have faith. I'm prophesying if you don't feel it yet. I pray that you manifest faith and joy in your people, God. Rest in you, patiently waiting on you, God. I pray that they seek the word of the Lord. I pray they eat the bread of life. I pray that they soak in the spirit. I pray they walk in the light. I pray they give into you, God, and allow you to bless them. I pray that they won't wrestle with you anymore and give into your purposes and plan. That they'll repent, turn away, confess their sins, and run toward the Father, living in your presence, O oh God, eating at your table, rejoicing and dancing with you every day of their lives, so that they can know you and be known. And as byproduct of that, God is the world will say, just like Nebuchadnezzar, that you are the Most High God. But listen to where Nebuchadnezzar prophesies. A wicked king who just now recognizes God the same day prophesies in verse 29. He says, I make a decree that any people, nation or language that speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made in ash heap. Because there is no other God who could deliver like this. He saw salvation. He saw the blood of Jesus in Action. He saw the delivering power of Jesus and he prophesied that before it's all over, everybody who is in opposition to the Lord himself will die. And that's where we come to you with the good news of the gospel. If you don't know Jesus Christ, guess what? The Bible says that the Lord is resisting you and his face is against you, and you are a child of Satan, but the good news is he still loves you. God does and made a way for you. His name is Christ Jesus. He sent his only begotten son that he might die on a cross as a volunteer to take your sin, but you have to put your faith in him to cash in on what he did on the cross. And if you say in your with your mouth, and confess with your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe he rose on the third day, meaning that he was not just a man, but he is a spirit. He is God himself. Then you are saved and the Lord is now asking you to give your life and give into him. Walk with him. Get into a Bible-believing church. If you need help with that, reach out to this ministry, mail at faithfireworldwide.com mail at faithfireworldwide.com. You can connect with us on our website, faithfireworldwide.com. I feel the fire of God falling in the earth, and I want to invite you into this new relationship with Jesus and say, welcome, brother or sister. It's good to meet you, and we pray God's massive blessing on you. Listen, this is what God is doing in the church. He is calling people forward to witness why because they know him they've given into him they've walked with him and they will keep walking with him and he can what trust them now to promote them in the world system to be refined by fire gold pieces with treasure within them proclaiming the goodness of the love of god by christ jesus and that there is no messing with them they know who they serve they're not ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ they are new creations old things have passed away and behold all things are new and they are operating under the anointing and the power of the spirit of god that's what's happening in the earth next week here's what we're going to talk about it i'm telling you man this thing gets good we're going to talk about what god is doing around the world the global uh impact of the pandemic and uh This is when the Lord spoke to me through an earthquake. Man, I can't wait to tell you. God is so good. God is so good. I do want to let you go. It's been 25 minutes, and I want to pray, and then we're going to close. But next week, we hope that you can join us. Praise God. Share this with someone. I do pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, you are preeminent. You're the one and only Most High God, and we love you. We trust you, we rely on you, we wait on you, we acknowledge you in all of our ways. We ask you to show us your ways, teach us your paths, lead us into your truth and teach us, for it is you that we wait on all the day. I pray that we will fast and pray because we're not so caught up in our carnal desires that we are spiritually minded, set us free from carnality because you said to be spiritually minded is life and peace, but carnal minded folk, only no death. God, I pray that the living word will manifest in our lives. I pray that we'll be like Moses. Our eyes won't grow dim, that we'll be walking even in our 80s and 90s and even over 100, going hard after you, not after promoting church, but after living for you, just loving you and being loved and everything else follows. You want us to be in that fiery furnace with you. You wouldn't let us go in alone. You want us on our knees. You want us submitted. You want us on the altar as living sacrifices, promoting ourselves to be burned, set on fire. It was us that put you on that cross and you lived a life of sacrifice and you said that we are not greater than our master. And so we live that way too. God, grow us up, mature us. Show us how to love like you. Because God, if we have a gift of prophecy but don't have love, we're nothing. If I have the tongues of angels, and don't have love. I'm a tinkling symbol. And so, God, we need to love like you. We need to live like you, walk like you. We needed the pandemic, and we give you thanks for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Listen, he's matchless. He is all-knowing. He is wise. And he does things we would not do. He says his ways are higher. We would not have signed up for a pandemic. We would not have wanted COVID and all of the impacts of it. But God created and allowed it because he knew we needed it. His believers, his people needed it. I love you. I praise God for you. If you want to connect with this ministry, you can find us at faithfireworldwide.com. You can give to this ministry there as well. We also have text alerts. If you're interested in knowing when we're going live or any of our events, you can text the word faithfire to 55498. And, uh, hey, you can subscribe on YouTube if you like this, if you subscribe, if you share it. and only gets uh, us more, more reach, and that's what we want. We want to evangelize the world. We want to teach believers. We want to speak the word of the Lord. We want to encourage and equip and edify. Glory to Jesus. We want to command and strengthen and encourage. And that's what the word of God does. He loves you. I love you. I praise God for you. And until n- next time. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom peace in the name of Jesus. We'll see you.